President Biden went to the Detroit Auto Show a couple of days ago and says Detroit is back. And this year, it's all about EVs. And at the uh, auto show, in fact, the president announced $900 million to build EV charging stations in 35 states. Here to talk about EVs and all the new cars, because it's September and they're out. It's always a pleasure to welcome automotive journalist Jeremy Cato to the program. Jeremy, good morning. Welcome back. Hey Sterling, how are you? I'm fantastic, thanks. It's uh, it's uh, yeah, look at you <laughs> doing a doing a victory lap here, Mr. Cato. You've been I've been talking cars on the radio since the '90s, and you've been a proponent of EVs for at least ten years that we've had been talking about this. And boy, you talk about something being ahead of your time and something coming right <laughs> finally back to squarely in the lap. Uh, you really must be very pleased with the way things have turned out. Well, you know, Sterling, there's a, there's a lot of reasons. To be optimistic about a transition to um, more carbon-neutral vehicles, I guess you might call it. Uh, one is that if, if you ever get the chance to drive something like a, a Ford Mustang Mach-E or a Tesla Model S or a three, wow, EVs are really fun to drive. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're a bit of a fan of just cars and driving, that's number one. Number two. Um, if you live in a place like British Columbia, where almost, well, I think all of our electricity comes from hydro sources, which means we're not we're not burning carbon. Right. Um, then then it's a clean solution to get around. And, uh, and number three, it's a new place for Canada to emerge as uh, I guess you might say a technological and value chain powerhouse because we have a lot of the the raw materials that go into electric vehicles, and we have a lot of the technological skills, especially amongst our suppliers like Magna and uh, Linamar and Martin Rea, uh, to actually produce the nuts and bolts and the bones of electric vehicles. So for all those reasons, uh, you know, there's a, there's a good positive spin you can put on a shift from carbon burning vehicles to uh, something else entirely that's got electric motors, which, by the way, costs a lot less to run and own. Well, you know, uh, you, you, I was looking at uh, CatoCarGuy.com, friends. That's Jeremy's website. And, and you were test driving, I think it was a BMW, and it was a, it was a hybrid. And your fuel costs for driving this thing for a month was under 12 bucks. That's pretty convincing. Well, yeah. And, and that's, you know, I mean, I, th- I think right now, if I were actually shopping for a new car for myself, I probably would still go to a hybrid because I like to take long trips and, and I don't want to be completely dependent on the EV charging system, which you talked about in your opening, mm-hmm. uh, which which is the infrastructure is a real problem in Canada. Well, then that's still the cause, the primary cause for hesitation for Canadians. It's twofold, Jeremy, as you know well. First is the cost, and now we're starting to see some models uh, being very affordable from uh, some of the Asian manufacturers. So that is uh, bringing that uh, uh, concern into line. But then again, it's distance, and we, we drive a lot. We live in the second largest country on Earth, populated by fewer people than in California. We have to drive a lot to see friends and family, and we like it. So it's that distant stuff, and it's the ability to recharge uh, confidently that is holding people back still, don't you think? And quickly. Um, you know, so uh, let me give you a real-world example. I was testing in the around the, a couple of months ago around the time of my birthday. Uh, we drove up to, we decided to take a uh, I was gifted a, a, an overnight stay in Manning Park, and uh, nice. so I, I took this electric vehicle. We took this electric vehicle, um, and uh, and so we stopped in Hope to charge up just in case. Even though there is a fast charger in uh, in Manning Park next to the lodge, 
Um, but what would normally be at most a two and a half, three hour drive from Vancouver, if the traffic is okay, mm. was more like a four and a half because we had to stop in Hope. And while while we went to um, uh, Electrify Canada charging station, which has a super super fast charger, it was it only charged at about a third of the maximum speed that you could charge with. Now I'm getting into the weeds here, but let me put it this way: it just because of the charging time it takes to recharge a vehicle and the concerns that you have to, you know, kind of watch uh, what your range range anxiety tolerance is, I Mm. guess is the way to put it. Mm. Um, You you can turn a two to three hour drive into a three to five hour drive quite easily with an EV right now. So what what I'm getting at is if you're if you're um, the if the automakers want people to make a wholesale change, certainly in a big, big place like Canada, um, charging times have to go down. The quality and the uh, the availability of electric charging stations needs yeah. to go up and be consistent because the, the Electrify Canada station we used in Hope of the I think there were six charging outlets there and three of them weren't functioning. Ah, never welcome news, Jeremy. What's hot yeah. this year? What what models? It's a brand new model time. You and I have done this many years in the past. Uh, I know Ford has got a new all gas Mustang, but what's yeah. what are the hot cars? What what are people going? Oh my, look at that one this year. Well, I mean, uh, let, let's start with with the, the news of the news, which uh, of course in the, we had a Detroit Auto Show this week, mm-hmm. um, which we haven't had in a couple of years True. because of pandemic and the detroit show used to be in january so having one in the fall is also an oddity but uh, you're right the the big news the biggest the hottest coolest car that people were really talking about was the probably the last generation gasoline powered mustang Hmm. Uh, you know big honk and v8 and uh, you know that that got a lot of news but um, you know, Florida had a Lincoln concept, an L100, which was very cool. Um, there were a couple of Lincoln concepts, a star concept. Lexus, which is Toyota's luxury van, is really pushing itself into the uh, electric space after being a real battery card denier for, I don't know, ever. And uh, so one of the things coming from them, uh, from Lexus, isn't just the concept, but a new RX, which is, has a variety of electrified versions to it. And and I think you can't underestimate. Just to go back to the Mustang thing, um, the the Mustang Mach E, the electrified version there, which uh, is now Consumer Reports number one rated electric vehicle. I think if you want one, you have to get on the waiting list. That's right. For a 2023 and pay 2023 prices. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other problem with the, with the car sellers. No matter what model you're after, uh, there's a shortage of them, and you don't go to the local store to buy one anymore. You go to the local car store to reserve one and cross your fingers that it arrives within six months. That's going to slow things down a little bit. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, again, you know, the, 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 car, the auto market, is just like every other market in the world, and it, it has been dramatically changed by the COVID pandemic. And in that, you know, you, you know, going into that, the uh, our economy was changing slowly but steadily into a sort of a you know, order market where you go onto Amazon online and order something rather than go into a Walmart and buy it. Let's just say, uh, in the car markets, the same way, dealers aren't carrying stock on lot right. anymore. So now right, you just so, now you have to join the lineup, join the queue, take a number. Jeremy, that, I'm fresh out of time, and I'm always uh-oh. grateful for yours. Thanks for this. <laughs>